You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Bride chillas, welcome, groom chillas, welcome. All other chillers, you're also welcome. Uh, very excited to be sharing the time with you today on the Bride Chiller Podcast, where we help you plan your wedding without losing your marbles and other things. I'm very excited to be sharing today with the wonderful Kim. Now, we just said off air, I have to explain, because I always say to people when we log on and they start saying fun things, I'm like, stop talking. I want to record this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Welcome, Kim. This is very professional of me, as usual. Welcome, Kim. You are from Belladoux Event Design. And I'm like, what is the name about? And then you just started saying some fun stuff. So that's when I shushed you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I did, actually. Belladoux came about for a couple of reasons. One is uh, all of my pets, my two cats and my dog, all have Bella in their name. And um, the do do part was um, this is actually the second event planning business I've owned. So this is part two. (laughs) Of course. It makes total sense. Right? In my my weird brain, that's how it came about. So (laughs) I wanted something different. You think anything that you can incorporate with pets I'm already on board right I know I'm like oh can I bring my cats and my dog to work every day you want your yes. you, want, you want my cats at your wedding right I would actually go to a we must say what you actually do you run a full service wedding and event design firm and you're based in your lane. I am I do believe. yes ma'am you're correct yes ma'am I love it um I don't know what that accent was awful uh, <laughs> it's cute so, thank well some people, I mean, it's usually just my normal accent that people uh, will say they like and then me trying to do terrible other accents, hopefully not offending the rest of the population. Well, is that kind of like the uh, Walking Dead with not one person is actually from Atlanta? <laughs> they're all from they're all from oh. Europe and they all have wonderful accents and then they do these cute little southern Atlanta accents on the show. You are so right. But it's true that all the imports, no one is from the area at all. No, I it's think like, there's only one or two actors that are actually from the United States on the show. Hilarious. Yeah. I, I've been enjoying, I mean, we are Walking Dead. We're zombie fans. We like The Walking Dead. and uh, But for my husband, Rich, it's the show he loves to hate. Like every week he's like, are we just? Are we still doing this? Are we still doing it? I'm like, yes, <laughs> we we've were, come this far. We were a little late to the game, but we're completely caught up now. And uh, yeah, we're, we're nerds too. So. Great. We embrace the nerds on the Bride Chiller podcast. Now, Kim, we have lots to talk about. Um, I'm very interested in our topic today, which is, well, what is it? It's exp- I can't even say it. I'm having a stroke. Experiential wedding. So um, there it is. Sure. This is um, <laughs> it's a little bit different nowadays. And um, this is kind of coming about, I think, for the most part, um, due to the millennials. Um, you know, more and more millennials, they don't want the average, um, you know, six bridesmaids, six groomsmen in the church that everyone was baptized in and everyone grew up going to. And they want something different. They want their guests to be involved in their weddings. They're, they're opting for smaller weddings so that they can do everyone in the, in the guest list walk up to the aisle, you know, will walk up the aisle with them or just get to a position where, um, you know, one of the things that we did with my cousin's wedding was, uh, the, the wedding bands were passed through all of the guests and they were just asked to kind of touch it, hold it, make a little bit of a, of good wishes or 
good thoughts or Zen thinking, if you will, um, to, uh, to, you know, kind of be more part of the ceremony itself. And, you know, more and more experiential weddings are just, it's exactly that. It's that your guests are more involved in the actual wedding and it's, it's less of a spectator sport and more of a get everybody involved and, and have fun with it. Oh, I love that you just said spectator sport because that's exactly my mindset sometimes when we turn up to events that you just feel like you're being shuffled from one thing to the next. And it's such a nice idea to start thinking from a from your guest's perspective about how to get them more involved. Sure. I mean, everyone's been to a wedding and everyone's been to a really big formal, full hour-long mass. All you're doing is sitting there. Half the time people are playing on their cell phones during the ceremony. <laughs> you know, we're, uh, we're starting to see more brides and grooms that are saying like, hey, we're not going to put a basket out to make you give up your cell phone, but please don't use your cell phone. This is an unplugged yeah. ceremony. You know, um, One of the best things that you can do with that, um, honestly, I know it's a little tiny off topic, but the, you know, having a sign up at the beginning of the ceremony that says, you know, hey, we paid a lot of money for our photographer. We just ask that you you wait until the reception to take your cell phone pictures, you know? Um, And I love that you bring that up because I'm I'm a big fan of the unplugged or at least saying, uh, put them down for the ceremony so we can actually concentrate on the main event, really. And I don't think that's offensive at all. I think it's great just to say, pop them in your handbags. You're going to be fine without it. Yeah, you can can make it 15 minutes without without checking into the internet. So Yeah, you're going to be all right. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm 42, so I grew up without the internet. Um, but you know, I do see a lot of it that it's, you know, I've, I've saw, um, professional wedding photographer picture one time that there's probably eight or nine people on each side of the rows that all are leaning out with their cell phones, taking pictures. You miss the the professional photography shots, miss it. So instead I think brides and grooms are getting their guests more involved so that they don't feel like they need to have their cell phones out the entire time. When did you start to know, you know, because you've had quite a lot of experience doing this, uh, as you said, two businesses in, you've seen a lot of things come and go. When did you start to see this change and people deciding to move into the experiential sort of experience? You know, probably really hardcore the last five years or so. And, and I hate to even say this, but I really think Instagram has a lot to do with it because, yeah. um, you know, people are able to, and I don't get me wrong, I love Instagram. <laughs> I, have, I have a minor in photography. Um, and from in my college degree, so I, I definitely see things from a photography point of view. But I think Instagram, and you know, to some degree, you know, all of the internet, but definitely like the Instagrams, because what's happening is that. In years past, you wouldn't see the friends that eloped to Bali to have this crazy, you know, two person with a couple of witness ceremony and they're, you know, snorkeling to get married or they're doing whatever, you know, it's Instagram is really showing these amazing, beautiful destination weddings. And, you know, you can do more fun stuff if you invite fewer people. And so I really, for me, I think it's the last five years or so, it's really kicked in and it's, it has a lot to do with Instagram, I think. I agree. I agree. And, and I, I get inspired from my point of view, and I'm sure you are with your work as well, seeing other people's weddings. And I always say, if you get hitched, tag me in so I get to see it yes. and share. It's amazing the you know inspiration that we can have. And I think it's actually, I'm so glad you said Instagram, because I think it's really different from the Pinterest inspiration that we see. Because I feel like Pinterest, a lot of the time, it's really can be overwhelming because there's, you know, a fucking billion pins on there. Right. <laughs> but Instagram, it's like with the hashtags, you can really hone in on, like I always love my favourite hashtag is hashtag colourful wedding because you always see like, 
I just love big, bright, fancy things, really. Um, but lots of big colors. That's, you know, it's, you can get so specific searching for stuff. Yeah, to me, Pinterest is really more of your, the do it yourselfer or the look at this table that if you really did this in the real world, it would cost you $5,000 a table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and admittedly, I just did a table design for a nonprofit event here in New Orleans, and I probably spent close to $4,000 on my table. Now, really? Is that realistic? No. Is it? And is a normal average bride going to hire me to do a $4,000 table when you're averaging, you know, 20 to 30 tables at a 200 person wedding? Probably not. But it's, uh, so, I mean, I love Pinterest. I have a big Pinterest board uh, for my clients. I, I want my clients to send me their Pinterest board. But to me, that's a, just more of an inspiration. Whereas Instagram, you're seeing the real weddings. You're seeing real people standing on a mountainside in Asheville, North Carolina, saying their vows or, you know, at the, at the top of, of a crazy landmark. And, um, you know, for me, Instagram is really now I, granted I'm old. I know I'm, con- <laughs> I'm constantly like losing the, the coolness factor of what's new. I'm like, Oh, Instagram's great. And then I had somebody the other day, like a 22 year old, they're like, Oh, Instagram's going out of style. And I was like, I just got it. Oh, no. I know, but no. I was, I was like, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to go with you're wrong. I, I, I'm going to back you up. I think you're wrong. I think they're wrong. I think Instagram's fa- fabulous. I think there's a lot of value, even though I poo-pooed it and I will go on record to say I poo-pooed Snapchat, but I actually quite enjoy Snapchat now. And see, that's another one for me as a designer is Snapchat. I don't get it. I, I will readily admit on air that I do not understand it, <laughs> but my assistant is a, is a millennial and she, I'm like, you can do the Snapchat thing. <laughs> so we're trying yeah. to get involved. The only thing I've discovered is the cool filters. And I'm like, look at me. I look like a deer. <laughs> that's <laughs> Pretty much the extent of it. <laughs> There's value in looking like a deer. Look, I mean, I think it works for me because I don't necessarily do as much podcast stuff. It's more just people following inane things that we seem to do in our lives that people seem to enjoy. And Rich is always saying to me, do people really care that we are on a train? talking about shit and apparently they do well you know what I think it goes back to the Instagram thing though and I think it goes back to experiential weddings is that you need to humanize yourself people don't want to just see that all of your professional shots on Instagram or all of your um, Pinterest boards they want to see that you know what sometimes I wake up and I have raccoon eyes because I didn't wash my makeup off the night before (laughs) they want to see that I mean I live in New Orleans we're in costume six times a year you know I'm literally sitting with there's wigs behind my chair right now because I'm at my house in my wig room. <laughs> like, you know. Tell me about your. Oh my god, your wig! What are you using the wigs for? Well, you, I'm, talking I'm, to a, a, I'm a costume girl. I, you know, <sighs> we we costume a lot. I, I actually have an entire craft room at my house that had in a walk-in closet full of costumes. So, Stop it! I, that sounds amazing. It's fun. <laughs> so. I feel sad that there's not more opportunity in my life to dress up because I get sort of. You know, I live in the United Kingdom and Australia is sort of the same. We're just starting to get into the idea of Halloween and it's more of an American and Canadian thing. But, you know, there's a jealousy in me seeing all this amazing opportunity to dress up and there's just not that many times. I'm like, we need more opportunities. I want to get my dress up on. You should. I think dressing up is really important. It's fun. (laughs) 
I love makeup. I'm just kind of getting into it, but like costume makeup for sure. Now, Karina, we have an amazing wig shop in New Orleans, and I actually have a tendency. That's one of the experiential things you can do here is I will send some of my brides. They'll go do like a fun um, wig day at Fifi Mahoney's and in the French oh Quarter. Gosh. And, you know, that's one of the things that you can do. Um, you know, just to kind of help people have some more fun that's a little bit different than your normal bridal tea, you know? <laughs> like, I'm going to send you to, to a wig store and get you up in costume and then take you out drinking. That's that's what we're oh going to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kim, I want to go on a wig date. That sounds oh, girl, amazing. Well, anytime you come to New Orleans, I'll just live it up. I'll show you all my favorite places to go for costumes and makeup and fun. <laughs> Oh, I love, I love all this stuff so much. Can we rewind for two seconds and talk about your $4,000 table and what the hell goes into a $4,000 oh table? Oh, God, okay, yeah. So it's the, the event was called Wine, Dine, and Design. And last year, uh, the, the profits went to Wounded Warriors, and this year it went to the Bastion Foundation. And it's a similar principle. It's it's helping, uh, you know, um, military that come back from the war that are potentially hurt and can't work, but that, it, went, it went to that to help with housing and stuff. So it's all table design. And uh, what happens is that there's a preview party the night before, and then there's an actual luncheon. So they sell tickets to the tables. And I just went crazy. I had this crazy idea in my head for a year. I, I attended it last year. And I literally that night, I'm like, how do I get involved in this? I have to do a table for this. I am dying. So I did the smoke on the water. And I, I just I rented this really expensive table that had these insets in the middle and I did, I'll have to send you a picture of it but I, oh, I love this, there was dry ice involved I just I yeah. had this there was mosses and I just had these oversized chairs I mean literally my table was the biggest table in the room and I felt oh my god I felt very obnoxious but everyone loved it and I said you know what this is me on a table so so what can I do other than say this is me on a table I uh, I just you know you get that thing I think as a designer um, I get a thing in my head and I just I have to get it out. I'm lucky living in New Orleans because of all of this costuming that I'm in a um, all-female Mardi Gras crew called the Crew of Muses, and we actually do these elaborate glittered shoes, um, high-heeled shoes that we hand off the floats. And a similar process with the table is that I just I get these ideas in my head, and then I have to get it out. And I <laughs> I just I'm 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 really I'm, I think I'm batshit crazy. Can if I can say that I think I'm just oh my crazy that I love to design stuff that no one else would think of. So. I and you know what I think saying you're batshit crazy I feel like this is like the perfect connection to my beautiful bride Sheila listeners because we thrive on energy and amazing uh attitudes that you see you have Kim so this is so exciting to have oh, you on so I, I love this oh I love it I think that you have to first of all you have to be batshit crazy to be an event planner or a wedding <laughs> because when you go from the bridezillas and then you have I love the bridezillas those are my favorites but you do get yeah. the bridezillas or the momzillas or the groomzillas. Um, and I actually had a, a groom one time that was like, I'm the one that's going to be the groomzilla. He's like, I'm telling you right now, the bride is laid back and doesn't care. But I think you have to be a little bit crazy. You know, you're working on a wedding day itself, you know, 16 hours. Who does that in their regular jobs? You know, It's a hardcore job. I think people really underestimate. Every time I have a wedding planner or coordinator on the show, I really want people to understand just how fucking crazy it can be. Oh, yeah. And also how, you know, incredibly organized, but also calm that you have to be to control the crazy shit that seems to go down when weddings happen. Oh, sure. I have a, I have a client right now that um, had a complete meltdown about some invitations. And um, I was a little under the weather uh, beginning of the week. And I, I just couldn't take her call when she needed to talk to me. And she had a meltdown. And my assistant was like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I said, oh I said, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not calm in my own life, but I'm very calming to my clients. So I don't, it's, it's a special little thing that clicks on with me. I think it's like a switch that I go, okay, I need to focus on this client. Um, and you know, back to the, to the millennials and the same thing, it's, it's very much, I want what I want and, um, I deserve everything that is, should be handed to me. And there's not, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that mentality for your wedding because it's your wedding and you should get what you want. But uh, you have to have that calming. Well, inside you're in complete turmoil because you're like, oh shit, what if I completely screw this up? <laughs> like, but you can't let your client see you sweat. What is that commercial? Never let them see you sweat. Like that's, that's how I feel right now all the time. Never let them see you sweat. <laughs> You gotta have the best poker face ever to go. Right. And then you go home and you crumble into a ball and you cry <laughs> and your husband looks at you like you're insane and then says, Why the hell are you still doing this for a living? And you're like, Because I love it. Yeah. Oh. As you're crying and going, hand me the tequila, you know? Yeah, and that's the best thing is you can just crack the tequila at the end of the night and then move on to the next wedding. Right. <laughs> I know. Then you move on to the next event, you're like, Okay, let's do this all over again. <laughs> Smash through. Oh, Kim. Kim is the uh, – well, look, we've got so much more to talk about, sure. Kim, after this lovely break. Kim is the the leader, the founder, the chief uh, of Belladu Event Design, and she will be talking to me more and you after this very short but very important break. This is the Bride Chiller Podcast. Of course it is. You're 20 minutes in. You know what you're listening to. Kim, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really enjoying chatting with you. You've got so much wonderful energy and experience to share with us. We're talking about millennials. I sometimes say I'm a millennial, but that's bullshit. I'm totally Gen X. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) We need to embrace that. I've been watching... We, Rich and I are big Survivor fans and we've been watching the Millennials versus Gen X series at the moment and we, we think it's really funny that they make them sound so different but also I think we're sort of all the same. Uh, you know, I agree with you. My husband and I have watched Survivor since season one. And uh, yeah, I know we're like, and our <laughs> friends are like, you guys still watch that show? And oh I'm, my God. Our friends say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. The best show in the world. We're like, a, stop judging me, and B, yes, we're still watching it. Um, but we do, I, and I agree with you because I'm, you know, I my assistant Ashley is technically a millennial, but she is more mentality of a Gen Xer, and um, you know, just that hardworking. I don't care if I'm getting paid; I'm going to work until it's done. Attitude that yeah. aren't necessarily there with the younger crowd. So. There's definitely a, a difference between the Gen Xers and the millennials, but you know what? There's a difference between the Gen Xers and the baby boomers. You know, they think that we didn't work very hard. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have anything to do. Um, and they're right. To some degree, they're right, you know, um, and, and we're right too, and the millennials are right as well. But they, it is different. It's definitely a generation that was raised with everybody gets a trophy. And um, when you're <laughs> planning a wedding for somebody like that, you have to keep that in mind that unless there's a legitimate reason why you can't have it, it's very hard to explain to a client that is, you know, a 22-year-old that, well, no, you, you can't have that because it's, <laughs> because it's not possible. Like, no, you're, you can't have your wedding on the moon because, you know, we're not we're not doing uh, regular airplane trips to the moon yet. But, well, you know, let's let's give you a moon, a moon background. How about that? <laughs> you know? 
There's always compromise. Sure, Get creative. Exactly. So looking at the experiential weddings, and, and this is so interested me when we first started talking about this because, you know, I've done, this is like we're into the 230-something episode right now of this show and it never fails to uh, surprise me that how many new ideas and how many different sort of topics that I can cover on this show and still learn and this is one area I was like, of course, we are evolving so much. And this is such a relevant conversation to be having, especially when people are saying, I don't want the same shit that everyone else is doing. I want to have fun or I want to put a bit more personality into what I'm doing. Sure. And it's really nice that you are encouraging that because uh, – I've been talking a lot about wedding forums and how I secretly loathe a lot of them because they just seem to encourage the cookie cutter stuff and then and then shit on people that decide to do something differently. So, you know, I thought this is a great conversation to be having, especially with my ranting that I'm doing about those forums lately. I love it though. You're right. I mean, it's absolutely true because no, you know, I'm finding more and more of my brides, um, they are, here's a really great example. I have a, I have a, a millennial couple that's getting married next year. Um, we're looking at either next fall or, or the, the following spring. And as I was talking to them, they do, they have no bridal party. So they're not, they don't want anybody to walk down the aisle with them or even stand up there with them. I asked the bride if her father was going to be giving her away. And they both said that is the most archaic tradition ever. <laughs> um, she's not property. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, right. you know, and and I said, you know what? You're right. We are no longer property. You're no longer getting a, a dowry to make, you know, to do a marriage. Um, and I, I think that that's what it is, is that they, I, I encourage my brides and grooms, um, my brides and brides, my grooms and grooms, or my brides and grooms, I encourage everybody to do your own thing. You know, your parents had their opportunity to do the wedding of their dreams, and this is your thing. And if, if walking down, a, having a church wedding with a giant gown and having 16 bridesmaids is not your thing, then don't do it. You know, yeah. there's nothing that says that you are required to do what your parents expect you to do. Um, everyone has to live their own life, and everybody has to make their own decisions. And ultimately, you're the one that's going to be looking back at those memories and saying, wow, I did everything my mom wanted me to do. And it turned into not be my wedding day. You know, it's moms and dads um, recreating their youth, trying to recapture their youth or missing out on a, on, they didn't get to have a big wedding. So they want this wedding to be their big wedding, you know? And, and I don't like that. I don't like to look over and see my bride kind of, you know, frowning or sad or indifferent because it's not really her choices or it's not his choices. It's just that that makes me unhappy. So I say, go for it. Have a smaller wedding. And you know what? Don't invite people that you don't want really want to be there. Amen. I know I'm the I'm the biggest advocate of the obligation guest ditching them because I think it's I hate such, it. It's such a, it puts people through so many like this emotional trauma of having to ditch people. But I'm like, you know, the big thing I always say is you don't want to fake smile at anyone on your wedding day. And if you're better off hacking into the guest list and having 10 people there that you truly dig. And I think that's for me why I like these experiential and, and for me, experiential and destination kind of go hand in hand because um, a lot of my brides and grooms are not from the New Orleans area. We're a very traditional city. Um, we're a very old city. So it's, there's a lot of very big traditions. I'm not going after those brides. There's a million wedding planners in New Orleans. They can have those. What I want is the 30-person wedding of them saying, you know what? I want to do things my way, and I'm really only going to invite the people that I truly want to be there. And I, I, yeah. warn, I warn them all the time that – People love to come to New Orleans. So I'm like, if, if you're saying that you're going to invite 100 people, assuming that 25 are going to show up or 75 are going to show up, 
guess what? 110 are going to show up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They hear New Orleans and it's a very, very valid excuse to visit New Orleans. But, you know, I tell I, I encourage my clients and I get that question a lot from my bride, my destination brides. Like, you know, do I have to invite my third cousin? Do I have to invite? And I tell them all the time, if you legitimately don't want them there, please don't invite them because, you know, A, that kind of comes across as you're just looking for a gift. And B, if you really don't want them there, don't invite them because you're not going to be happy. And ultimately, yeah. aren't you just looking to be happy? That's all we can be every day, especially when you're putting so much time and money into a situation like this. You just do what you want to do. Have someone else boss you around and have a family dinner and do all that shit another time. Yeah. But do, yeah, this is the day. You can fight with your family at Christmas. <laughs> oh, my, every year. Yeah, you don't have to do it, you don't have to do it at your wedding. You're, you're paying for the wedding. You're, you're not paying for Christmas. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Leave the family dinner insanity to, for once a year. Hey, so tell me a little bit more, Kim, about some of the um, some of the experiential experiences you've organised, and some of the inspiration that you can help our bride chillers and groom chillers today with with saying, okay, we do want to step aside and do something a little different or include. More, more personal experience what what are some of the things that we can help them out with so one of the big things and i you know this is is a new orleans thing right now but i'm guessing that it could be transferred to other cities um is we do what's called a second line parade for our um, a lot of our brides and grooms and that is like everyone that is a, in attendance at your wedding it's a walking parade you get a cocktail in your hand you get a, a second line umbrella which is just a really elaborately decorated umbrella and you have a brass band and uh, the band you literally get your own little personal parade walking around the French Quarter or around your neighborhoods um, and that you know we, you wave handkerchiefs and it's just a really fun way to get all of your guests involved um, so that's one of the things that we do quite a bit down here for our weddings but we also do one of the th- the new things and I go back to Instagram on this, um, is that my clients are now starting to have these cool Instagram printers at their events. And what happens is that, you know, a lot of brides and grooms will do, um, uh, like a wedding hashtag, like uh, my last, well, I had a client that her, theirs was taking it to the Zimit. Every time you hashtag to Instagram a picture from their reception, taking it to the Zimit, hashtag taking it to the Zimit, um, the, the Instagram printer prints out that picture for you. And, um, you it's know, so instead cute. of have, yeah, instead of waiting for the photographer to get the professional pictures and hope that you made it into one of their wedding uh, pictures. You have these cool Instagram, this whole album that, you know, you have maybe have one person standing next to the printer that then puts it all together in an album for you. So those are really fun. We've, I've, I've done a wedding rehearsal where it was, um, a lot of outdoor yard games. Um, so everyone was playing games together and, you know, the, the beanbag games, um, and just really getting everybody involved. And then finally I had a bride that actually had everyone in the and every guest was asked to walk down the aisle and everyone was was oh. walked down the aisle to music and they were actually all part of the processional and then they were all part of the recessional and that's I thought fabulous the coolest thing because I was like wow that's so cool not to just be oh here's your seat go take a seat here's your program um flip through the program and then just keep looking at your watch to determine how long the wedding's going to take and I, I definitely see it a lot I see that glazed look in people's eyes of like the oh great 
night, we're watching someone else's big day. Um, and it is exciting for the bride and groom, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and, the fa- and the family, you know, that, but you know, for a lot of the guests, they're ready to get to the, to the reception. Um, another really great thing I've seen is that a lot of brides and grooms nowadays are just going down to like a city hall and, or, you know, going to a courthouse and getting, having the ceremony done with just their intimate family and then having a reception and a party just for their friends. You know, they're not, they're not having everybody sit through the whole ceremony itself as well. They're only inviting the people that are very, very important to them. And then just having a lot of fun with their guests at a ceremony, you know, at a reception. That's nice. And that's a nice little balance to be able to say, yeah, personal moment, and then let's party. You know, uh, another really fun part is um, having your guests like doing costume weddings or having your guests like a, a masquerade ball um, for your wedding. Or <laughs> I had a friend that um, her wedding was all 1920s. So um, she encouraged everybody to come in like, you know, the flapper dresses and um, just beautiful headpieces. And it was it was really fun. And <laughs> I just, I love those kind of theme weddings too. So that's another way to get your guests involved is, is to have these theme weddings and make everybody dress up. Yeah. I- and, and, you know, I love a dress up. I said before, I just think the idea is if you've got a passion in life that you want to share and you want people to get involved, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to be silly either. I mean, I encourage no. silliness, but you can yeah. have some, uh, you know, nice themed events that are fun and memorable in that way without all being in Star Wars. Although I encourage Star Wars. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I actually, <laughs> I have a Death Star built out of Legos at my house and my husband and oh. I don't have children. So. Right. <laughs> Yes, we are. We are big Star Wars fans. But, I, you know, that's another way is like get everybody, you know, do a um, kind of a Comic-Con style wedding and have everybody get dressed up in their favorite superhero costumes or their sci-fi or whatever. And I just I think those are just so much fun that if you can get all of your guests involved um, and it not be cheesy, but still be fun, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm still looking for the Seinfeld wedding that no yeah. one sent me yet. So, you oh, know, my gosh. I'll keep on the lookout for that one. If you see the Seinfeld wedding or a Curb Your Enthusiasm wedding, which is less themed, more just, you know, people uh, hating on each other. But uh, I would love a bit of a Seinfeld themed wedding. And I am trying to encourage Rich to have a Heidi Klum style, seal style, you know, vow and renewal where I wear the Elaine wig. I'm a really big, big advocate of vow renewals. I think that uh, they're a really fun way to go back and do the things that you really wanted to do, but you didn't get to do at your wedding. So, yeah. And actually, I tell my clients that a lot. I'm like, if your mom starts getting a little too, you know, oh, it needs to be this, and you start feeling like it's turning into your mother's wedding, look at her and say, you can renew your vows if you would like to do that. <laughs> yeah, you go have the wedding. Yeah, you, make it happen. you can save this for your vow renewal. This is my wedding, and I'm going to do what I want to do and what fits my personality. <laughs> Come on, mothers and mothers-in-laws. You just go do your own thing and leave us alone. Sure, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kim, it's so lovely. It, you are such a great bundle of energy, and I can see why your business and what you do is so popular because I would want you on my team on my wedding day. I tell you that. Girl, I travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to do a Seinfeld vow renewal, Rich and I will come to New York. Maybe we could go to Tom's restaurant. I wonder if they've had that. <gasps> oh, I don't know. Oh. I'm, I was just in New York a couple of weeks ago, so I'm happy to go and meet you in New York and do your vow renewal. Oh, my God. Rich, can you hear that? <laughs> oh, he's pretending he's not hearing it. Yeah, you'll yeah. hear it. Yeah, vow renewal in New York. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to all. Oh, no. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> 
He's like, oh, didn't I do that already? <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, he's up for it. He's always up for it. Kim, if uh, if I'm going to say if is not the right when when people would like to get in touch with you, you've got lots of great social media and uh, all the bits and pieces. But please tell tell us the best way to get in touch and connect with you to get your services and expertise. So I actually have a really great link on my website, um, which is belladoeventdesign.com, and uh, you can just fill out the form on there and I get back with you within usually within three hours I try and reply to any kind of inquiries um I actually have a bride today that I'm going to meet with about doing her wedding after this podcast so um so yeah the best way to get through me is um you can either email me directly at um kim at belladoevent.com plural um or you can go to the website at belladoeventdesign.com and fill out the inquiry form um you know and obviously you can always go to facebook and facebook message me but um you know the website and my email are probably the best ways to get me and i will of course link to all of your various bits and pieces in today's show notes and uh it's been such a pleasure i hope you will come again on the show and share more expertise i've really enjoyed this kim Oh my gosh, I love to talk and um, I just I love your podcast. So anytime you want to ask me questions, I am here for you. Oh baby, you'll be back. There's no doubt. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was quite a joy speaking with you this morning. Oh, it was a joy speaking with you too, Kim and uh, Brad Chillers and Grim Chillers. Go and check out what Kim does. And we encourage you to really think outside the box a little bit with some of the details in your wedding. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right? The Bride Chiller Field Guide contains all of the lists, questions to ask vendors, and logistical details you need to plan your wedding without losing your chill. Take the field guide with you wherever you go and keep track of all your plans and wedding details in one place. It is bullshit free, useful, and fun. And might I add, a fabulous gift for friends, families, and total strangers if you're that way inclined. I wrote it, and it is totally Bride Chiller. Visit BrideChillerStore.com to grab your copy. Happy days.